0: Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and I'm so uh, just heartwarmed that I have the pleasure and the honor to interview Dr. Ala this morning. She has been nominated for a Game Changer Award representing an amazing organization. We had a number, in fact, I'm not gonna say dozens, but we had probably half a dozen people say, please interview Dr. Ala because of the work that this organization is doing. So we are so thankful to be able to spend a few minutes with her this morning, talking about her passion and the work that she does. So congratulations, Dr. Aller on your Game Changer Award. And thank you so much for taking some time this morning to talk with me.
1: Right. Hi, everybody. And thank you so much for this opportunity uh, to speak on behalf of Sodo Foundation. I mean, maybe I can speak a little bit about myself, though I don't really like to, to be honest. So I'll just uh, give a brief introduction. Uh, I mean, I'm originally from Poland. Uh, I'm a vet uh, who graduated from the Polish University in Warsaw, uh, but I grew up in Asia. So I have a very strong bond to, to Asia. I grew up in Singapore. So every opportunity I had to travel, I would always be going back to Asia, volunteering and so on. And when this opportunity popped up, you know, to be able to work in Phuket, in Thailand for Soy Dog Foundation, I I grabbed it immediately. It it wasn't really even even about the place. It was about Soy Dog Foundation and about the job. Uh, Because, um, yeah, I, I knew about Soy Dog Foundation before I started the work there. And I knew from my days volunteering in Asia as well on summers and so on that there was so much to be done here and how much one person you know can help by coming over and and working with other people inspiring other people and really making change here yeah. so Uh, So I feel really kind of blessed and I feel kind of like a destiny that this happened at the time that it did. And I grabbed the opportunity, I got the job and I mean, the rest is history. So I've been here now for over six years and we've seen a big growth of the uh, organization over this time. I mean, Soy Dog Foundation has been founded in 2003, so it's going to be 20 years next year uh, in Phuket in Thailand. So the the mission of the organization is to improve uh, welfare for the dogs and cats Uh, more broadly in Asia, but of course it started with Phuket. Then maybe around seven years ago, we started reaching out into Bangkok. Right now we are in in at least 25 provinces around Thailand and we're growing and growing. Uh, At present time, we have uh, 13 mobile teams. A mobile team is a team of two vets and support staff, dog catchers who go out into remote areas. And uh, we go and do, do mass sterilizations for the communities there. Because most of the dogs and cats in Thailand are free roaming. They are not, you know, even if they are owned, they are free to roam. So obviously that kind of contributes to the the problem of overpopulation. And, you know, when there's too many animals out there, too many dogs and cats, they are not seen as something of value and it creates problems within the community, right? Uh, Thailand is a Buddhist country, so things like euthanasia are out of the question. Animals are very much kind of treated as the, the part of society, you know, so that is why we are able to do the work that we, we are doing in Thailand, because there is a wide acceptance of these animals out there in the streets, right? Obviously, their their welfare is a little bit compromised as well. So what we're trying to do and what we can see that we have already achieved, like in Bangkok, for example, and in Phuket to a large degree as well. I mean, in Phuket right now, we're at such a stage where the dog population is very stable. Um, We have a growing old dog population, you know, so the dogs are living longer, healthier, better lives. Uh, Right now, we are battling an explosion in the cat population. So we're very much focused on cats in Phuket. But in Bangkok, it's still dogs. In the other provinces, it's still dogs. Uh, dogs were the ones who, who always were, you know, re- reported by people who suffered cruelty, neglect, uh, poisonings, and things, things like that. So we are actively battling against animal cruelty through different means. You know, one of these means is through uh, CNVR. So it's, it stands for catch, neuter, vaccinate, return. I'm not sure if people are familiar. It's like TNR, I think, in Western countries for cats. So. Through doing that, we we can see a steady decrease in the population um, and so improved welfare because we do surveys year on year and we can see how year on year things are improving, not only in the general decline of the population, but the welfare, the animal welfare you know, of, the, of the animals and also the acceptance, because a very interesting thing that we were able to measure over the, the last six years in Bangkok is the the change of attitudes of people towards the animals you know so when we started only about 20% of the dogs would have some kind of sign of ownership like a collar or um, maybe a water bowl put out for them something like this um, right now we're it's at 80% over just 6 years so that relationship between humans and animals has changed it has changed for the better and this is something amazing, yeah. because as an animal welfare organization, that's what we're working for. Not really, it's not really about the numbers. It is about improving the relationship of humans towards animals and, and making people more responsible to, towards these animals, right? So um, apart from CNVR, which is probably our biggest program and it's something that has been very kind of very core uh, for dogs since the beginning, Is um, so, CNVR uh, was always the the most important thing. Another thing alongside is community engagement, education by all different means. So, we have a humane education program for kids at schools. Um, I mean, we start, we have kids uh, who are four, four or five years old, they come over to the shelter, they spend the day, you know we visit schools uh, so before covid we had uh, you know good numbers we were reaching over 10000 kids uh, every um every year now we've kind of gone online and now this year we're starting to get back to normal so i'm hoping that it's again going to grow um so we've got the community engagement um, also doing workshops for people in the community uh, for adults as well for people who are feeders for these dogs because most of these dogs have some kind of Feeder. There's no official owner. Uh, some do have owners and they're free roaming, but most of them are community dogs, community cats. So it wouldn't be one person who would say that that's my dog, uh, but uh, many would feed them, you know, and take care of them. And the only missing thing is the veterinary care and, and so on. This is where soy dog comes in also, in Phuket. So every day we pick up dogs and cats for treatment, uh, about 20, 30 animals every single day. Wow. So um, our hospital's also very much uh, grown over the years. And I mean, the the, the hospital for the dogs was, designed by Jill Downey, who was our founder, who sadly passed away about a year after I, I joined. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the privilege of moving those dogs into the new hospital, so kind of, you know, upgrading. Uh, about uh, three years ago, we also opened a new cat hospital. So these are these are really big uh, kind of um, things that that happened because of the support we have from our donors, because it's uh, amazing the amount of animals we're able to help uh, our dog hospital. It's about 150 dogs at any one time, sometimes more. Uh, In the cat hospital, likewise, up to 200 cats sometimes, right? So it's a very big, uh, these are big buildings, big, good infrastructure. Our vet team has now grown over the years. So we've got 13 vets on Rota and we've got about 25 support staff. And this also would not be possible without people helping us and donating and and making this this work possible. So I feel very privileged and happy that I can be part of this and yes. where we don't we don't have to make decisions based on, you know, uh, at this moment, finances, you know. I mean, Sodok never did that. So really was always about animal welfare, finding a way, finding a way, you know. Um, but but we often go like far beyond where other organizations, you know, in the West that I've also volunteered for and, you know, worked for uh, would go, you know, because of, of limited resources and so on. Yes. Obviously here in Thailand also um, medicine and so on is, is cheaper. So we get more yeah. value for the money from the, from the Western donations and so on. So uh, we are always able to do as much as, is, as possible and the best to have the best, um, always with like animal welfare in mind as, a, as the most important thing. And that was what I was told also by Jill when I joined. Don't worry about the expenses. Just think about the animal. And for me, that wow. is a big relief, you know, because that is the most important thing. And why I want, you know, I wanted to work for this organization as well. So, so- It has to be, it, gosh, Dr. Alice, so I have so many
0: questions and so many thoughts, but it has to be so incredibly fulfilling for everyone involved with this organization to watch the cultural shift you, because of this organization, you're shifting the way people view, interact, treat and respond and think about the animals in their environment. It has gone from a, you know, a, abuse and hostility or a lack of understanding or, and a lack of empathy and a lack of compassion. And because you are working all of the systems at once, you're caring for the dogs that need to be cared for, the animals, but you're also instituting education. And by you educating the young people in that community about empathy and compassion, you are hopefully, and I think you can measure from 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 the surveys that you're doing, you're shifting the the numbers so that in ten years and in twenty years, those young kids that were educated about compassion and empathy will grow up to not be abusers or people who poison or people that intentionally harm animals. So by you working the whole system, you're changing the culture for the betterment of the entire community. It has to be unbelievable to participate in that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the most um, it's the most challenging part. Obviously, you know, changing people's attitudes and uh, their behaviors. That's that's really very challenging. And I can't say we've fully succeeded. Yet. I'm sure you know, a road uphill, but definitely when you see these kind of results and when you see, you know, how people change, um, and you can measure it in a survey as well over the period of a couple of years. You know, it really gives us hope that it's not, you know, for nothing. That we are yes. actually achieving something. And I think that's important for any organization. And, and um, I also feel privileged that working for Soydog, we are able to do this. You know, monitoring and evaluation, and um, and actually spend some money on this as well because I think it's important to be able to show you know, your your team, that, you know, your work yes. is, is has meaning and you are making a difference. And despite mm-hmm. all, it's actually getting better uh, yes. to tell your donors. You know, I think it's important. People want to know that when they donate to a cause, and um, it's going, you know, it, it's, it has an effect, you know, it's not just wasted money, right? Yes. So for us, it's not only about the single animals that we help, which of course we do. I mean, our shelter has, um, at any one time, we have 1,600 animals in our wow. care, at least, you know, in our shelter. So we have close to a thousand dogs at the moment. I mean, the numbers are fluctuating because we have adoptions going on. So we always mm. promote, you know, adoption over, uh, over buying animals, you know, so we do about 40 to 50 adoptions every month. Mostly mm-hmm. local, but we had some adoptions um, to the U.S. I mean, with the U.S. with the C- uh, with the ban, you know, it was a bit difficult. But I think we're getting back now. Um, uh, now Canada as well, you know, so and the U.K. So we've got some international adoptions as well. But mostly we we go for the local population to mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that they, they you know, to, for people to understand, you always have a choice, and you can make that compassionate yes. choice. And, and um to promote that change that that uh, that attitude again and i think again with you know using celebrities or famous people here that also he- helps you know when somebody sees a celebrity adopting uh over yes. buying a, a purebred dog they it can become very quickly a trend and yes. so that's what we're hoping to to see and, and we see more and more of that for, yeah especially mm-hmm. young people you know young mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. to change that's great so it's quite clear that this is
0: your heart. This is your mission. The fact that you're living in a foreign country, doing this amazing work. This is, this is what you were born to do and obviously quite fulfilling. When you get up in the morning, Dr. Ala, what, what do you love most about this really important work that you're doing?
1: I mean, there's many things. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm generally very grateful for, for many things, for being able to work, you know, you uh, know, In Thailand, but that is not my number one thing for this amazing organization with so many amazing people, you know and as we grow we attract you know more talent and better people and like it's 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 really inspiring i'm inspired by by the people that work at SoyDoc, you know by the perseverance of our vets and veterinary staff and the vet support staff you know like it's not an easy job every single yeah. day to be able to cope with the animals that actually come into our hospital are you know in a very bad state yeah. if they are you know well enough to be treated off site so in the temple you know uh, on the beach, you know, wherever these animals are, you know, in the homes of people, you know, who are like low income, we will go out there with our community outreach program and we will treat those animals um, there in situ. So we do about 1,500 treatments every month offsite. So any of the animals that come into our hospitals are really in a very, um, in a serious condition. So, be it a cruelty case, be it you know, and uh, road traffic accident, um, mm-hmm. and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, you know, and very often you have to make hard decisions uh, like euthanasia, which for uh, um, vets in Thailand, it's not it's not an easy thing, you know, because it's very much against their beliefs. So the team that we have have to be double as strong to understand. Sure. Why you know sometimes even though we do it very a small percentage compared to many others, but sometimes the kindest thing is to let that animal go, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and just you know see a lot of of suffering and, and neglect from the human side, <clears throat> it yeah. can take its toll. But our team is very strong. I'm like very very proud of them. Very very yeah. Proud. Gosh.
0: So you're
1: literally um, participating
0: in shifting culture. You're shifting the welfare and well-being of thousands and thousands and thousands of animals the The organization is is doing incredible work. If you could want the world to know one thing, if you could share with the world
1: one message, what would it be? um I mean, in general I, I would like everybody to know that you always have a choice, you know that There is always a choice and uh, you can choose the more compassionate route or you can uh, go for the easier route or do what everybody else is doing. But it's important to choose what is right, what you feel is right. And like in the case of of animals, it would be adoption over, uh, you know, especially in the country that is uh, struggling with an overpopulation of dogs and cats like uh, like Thailand. You know, we, we estimate about 10 to 12 million dogs on the streets in Thailand. So and then and thousands in the shelters, thousands in the shelters. So rather than going to a night market and buying a poodle, you know, or going to one of these breeders, that again we are trying to improve, you know, these conditions and, and set some standards for breeders as well. So that's another part of our work as well, you know. But you should be choosing adoption, you know, and yeah. and, and helping that animal and and just um yeah being part of the solution rather than part of the the problem you know yeah
0: I do know. And I also know that the work that Soy Dog is doing is impacting communities' lives, uh, overpopulation issues, impacting the welfare of those animals immensely. And we're so grateful for the entire organization. Dr. Alec, people wanted to learn more. If they wanted to donate, if they wanted to, if they wanted to find out more about Soy Dog, where would they go?
1: So you can visit our website. So that's um, soydog.org, or you can find us on on Facebook as well as uh, Soy Dog Foundation. Okay. There's a few pages, but just go for Soy Dog Foundation. That's the one that um, uh, and we're very quick to to respond and so on. So so please reach out. And yeah, the more the the more donations and support we have, you know, the more work we can do. And we are super grateful for that. Yeah.
0: We are super Uh, grateful. We are so grateful for the for the lots of people that have donated this amazing organization for a game changer award. We're so thankful for the passion in your heart, the compassion of the organization and the vital work you're doing in shifting welfare for animals in your area. Thank you so much. And we are, um, we're so grateful that you took the time today to, to talk with us.
1: Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And thank you also for supporting us and being a donor. I didn't know that you were So thanks yeah, so much. Yeah, it, it yeah. all counts.
0: Yeah, Thank you.